Welcome to Utah Tech Leads endorsement candidate interviews. So we have already endorsed our candidates, and this is just to get them get to know them a little bit better. And today we have joining us Councilwoman Amy Winder Newton. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point where you're already a councilwoman. Yeah, so I got involved in politics back when I was a college student um, when Taylorsville City was uh, trying to incorporate and become a city. It was well, so they weren't a city yet. But anyway, I got involved there, um, wanted to have make sure our community had a voice. And that kind of propelled me to get involved in ways like serving on a planning commission on the Granite School District Community Council. I ran campaigns. I was involved as a citizen activist. And um, I eventually decided to run for office in 2014. And so um, I was elected that year. During the time I've been able to serve, I was able to be elected as the first female chair of the council. And um, I also have been able to work on issues that are that I'm passionate about, like criminal justice reform, mental health. Um, I started and I chair the first ever Salt Lake County Intergenerational Poverty Task Force. And then I'm a budget hawk. So I go through our budget with a fine tooth comb looking for ways that we can either keep government in check or look at long-term investments in the most fiscally responsible way. So a lot of people have heard of their city councils, but county councils are kind of rare across the country. Tell us what a county council actually does and where you fit into that. Sure. So we have a different form of government in Salt Lake County than most of the other counties in the state. Most of them are three commissioners, and those commissioners are both the executive and legislative bodies. Um, so they can make two of them can get together basically and make decisions and execute on those. In Salt Lake County, because we're such a large county, there was a vote taken 20 something years ago to change the form of government, and it changed to a council. Um, uh, mayor council form of government. And so we have a mayor that's elected that's the executive and runs the day to day affairs. And then we have nine council members that are the legislative body for the for the county. And so we do the budget, we set policy, and we we make up that legislative body. Can you give us some examples of like either the policy or the budget side of things that might I don't know, just click with the average individual within the county? Yeah, so I mean, every year we go through our normal budget process and um, we do that starting in October and we finish by the beginning of December, but we have a $1.5 billion budget. So it's the state's second largest. And we go through and figure out, you know, like for instance, we have an equestrian park that we were funding and we were subsidizing at $1.2 million a year because it just wasn't generating enough funds to be self-sustaining. Now, I know parks and a lot of different things aren't self-sustaining, but this particular one, um, the majority of our county we were finding weren't really using it. And so one of the decisions we made this last budget year was to um, turn this over to Utah State University to their, um, they've got a great agriculture program and some awesome things that they wanted to do. And so we help a little bit, but we basically turned it over to them so that they could run it and own the property and they're doing a great job, but it was a way that we could save taxpayer dollars and still have the facility remain open. And so, you know, that's an example, um, but we're always looking at, at ways that we can save taxpayer dollars, but also continue to provide the same level of service. Um, this year, for instance, we're looking at our libraries. We're going to have to probably do a tax increase of some sort 
to be able to continue to fund our libraries. We just had three new ones built and the bond payments start next year. So those are some of the decisions that we get to make as part of the budget process. Well, um, just so you know, whoever is running the county library Twitter account is hilarious and they deserve a raise. Just going to throw that out there while you're talking about the county library system. They're fantastic. Um, we do. We have one of the nation's best library systems. So it's we've gotten lots of awards for the great library system that we operate. It's awesome. That does not surprise me at all. It's it's really fantastic. So tell us a little bit about your specific role in the council. I know some of the council seats represent specific districts and some are at large. Which are you? So I'm a districted council member. Six of us have districts. So the county's carved up into those six districts and then three run at large. So they have to run countywide every six years. We as districted council members run every four years. And so my specific district um, covers all of Taylorsville, about two thirds of Murray, um, a third to a half of West Jordan and about a third of West Valley City. And then I have little pockets of Midvale and South Salt Lake, just a few precincts in each of those cities as well. That's fantastic. And how long have you lived in that area? So I've lived in Taylorsville since I was six years old. Um, pretty much my whole life. My husband and I, when we first got married, we um, lived in a condo in Taylorsville and then moved to another house. And and anyway, we've been able to raise our family in the Taylorsville area and we love it here. It's been great. A great community, lots of diversity, um, close to everything. We can get anywhere in the valley in 20 minutes or less. And so we really love where we live. So you got a new job today. Tell us a little bit about the announcement. I did. So today the governor's um, office announced that I will be a senior advisor to the governor and overseeing the office of families, which is a new office. He talked about this in the state of the state address last January, an initiative he wanted to start where we could focus more on how to better support parents and children, knowing that being proactive on the front end is better than having to have reactive policies and spending when things don't quite go as well as we hope. And so um, it's a new role I start tomorrow. I'm really excited. That's fantastic. We look forward to seeing that kind of work. So tell us what kind of like issues that you think that the county will be able to address that um, average Utahns are facing right now. So one of the big issues that I've been working on and that I will continue to work on is mental health. Um, we are seeing so many families, so many individuals struggling with mental health. I, I think everybody knows somebody who deals with some of these issues. And so uh, making sure that we have enough resources for our public is critical. Some of the things that I've been involved in, so I work on the state's Behavioral Health Crisis Response Commission. Um, I represent the counties on that. And uh, we talk about funding for the 988, the new number that's the crisis line number that just came out a few, few months ago. Um, and how we can fund like mobile crisis outreach teams throughout the state. These are teams that instead of sending a police officer out, if somebody's having a, a mental health crisis, these are teams of professionals that can go out instead to intervene. Um, one of the things that I've also championed is a receiving center here in Salt Lake County. And this receiving center is going to be built by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute on land that the county donated. And we also paid for one of the floors. So we've got a, a sizable contribution there. Um, but what this will do is it will be a mental health center where people can bring individuals that are struggling and get real help. Um, our police officers right now, when they encounter somebody with mental health challenges, right now they're taking them either, either to the ER or to jail 
usually. And this is just a different place that they can take them if there's not a crime involved, but it's some place that they can get real help for individuals. So really excited about that. We're going to see that open here in the next few years. And um, that will be a great resource for the community. I've also had my own experiences with mental health that um, I openly talk about. I feel like the more we can talk about this, the more we break the stigma and we allow people to feel like it's a safe topic. Um, so I, I share the story of one of my sons who several years ago was struggling with thoughts of suicide and I didn't know where to take him. I didn't know what to do one night when he came to me and said he wanted to die. Um, that was as a county council member, I didn't know what to do or where to take him. And so I realized that most people don't know this and they feel helpless. And so that's what's propelled me to get really involved in the mental health issues. So that's probably one of the biggies. We as a county are designated by the state as the mental health authority. And so counties play a really important role in mental health. Absolutely. I mean, counties just in general health have, have a huge role as we've all started to notice over the past several years. That's right. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, we appreciate your time. So thank you so much, Councilwoman. Is there anything else you might want to throw in to make sure people know about? You know, just one other thing that I will I will say right now, we are seeing so much divisiveness in politics and people pitting others against each other, um, partisanship and all of that. One thing that my constituents get with me is somebody who's going to make decisions based on facts, on data, and on what I think is right for my constituents, not on party politics. And so, um, you know, I'm somebody who believes that we get better outcomes when we work across the aisle with people who are different than us and we can hear everybody's ideas. And that's what I'm known for is somebody who knows how to value all voices at the table. Well, we greatly appreciate that. That entire factor about your existence and your public service has meant a lot to a lot of people, not only across the county, but across the state. We appreciate your leadership. Thank you very much. Appreciate well, it. Thanks so much for doing this with us. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.